Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. Thank you so much for being here with me today and making time to listen to this podcast. Small disclaimer before we start, I am a little bit under the weather, but I have a voice that speaks and I have a word to share. So I do feel well enough to share it. But if you hear that my voice sounds a little bit different, it's just because I'm a little sick, but I'm not going to let it stop me. Amen. I'm very excited to continue this series about the Word of God being holy and powerful. This is something that is just so critical to drive home to those in the church because it is holy and powerful. And today we're going to be talking about scattering the seed. Some of this is going to be repetitive from the introduction, but we are going to continue to peel back the layers in a different way. And we are going to walk away with some wonderful revelations from God. Amen. You know, recently I saw on social media that somebody was saying that pastors are too concerned with people's process and telling them what their process should be in order to be accepted. This person who I saw was a male. He was questioning, why would I need to change my process to be accepted by who? By people? By God? And then he added that he hardly believes that God is waiting around up there in heaven being like, you need to do all these things for me to love you. And this was really sad for me to hear. And it's only a taste of what social media will do to mislead many Because too many today, they aren't fact-checking. They're just taking people's word for it. And you and I both know that we work out our own salvation. We cannot just take the word of others, even though they might be right. What if they are wrong? Right? That's why we fact-check with the word of God. And if you've been listening to other podcasts that I've had, you know that God does have a standard. And he teaches us what it is. God wants us to be righteous. If you depend on your process, man's process, sure, God loves you, right? God desires for every man and woman to be in heaven with him. Yes, he loves you, but he won't accept you into heaven. And there is no purgatory. There's heaven and then hell, okay? You must lean on the Holy Spirit to lead you through the process, which is God's process, so that you can also live a righteous life just like Jesus lived on earth and even now. God is wanting you to be cloaked in a righteous garment. Remember, we've taught this. I needed to share this to set the record straight. There is a right way to live and a wrong way to live according to God, not me. Pastors today, and not enough, I will add, are teaching true teachings of Jesus in hopes to correct you on your process. Why? Because Jesus already taught us the way. He is the way. You insisting on your own process without Holy Spirit guidance will lead you straight to hell. That's like saying God God died for no reason because man knows better. Man already knows the way. God didn't have to die. Can you imagine? No. We must listen to the process that Jesus is providing. And woe to those who are teaching false messages like the one I heard today. 
because the word of God is living and holy and powerful. And it's either going to bring abounding blessings or judgment into your life. For those who have heard the word, you are accountable for what you do with it. This is why we must receive the word of God with meekness, because unless we humble ourselves before the word and we're willing to admit that we don't know it all, and I'm not a good person without Jesus, it will not transform us. We must humble ourselves because we love to be corrected by Jesus so we can live right. So he is happy with us. So we are ready to meet him in the clouds during the rapture. It's our choice. The Holy Spirit can remove the blinders so that you can see your current state of disaster and take steps to be reconciled with Jesus Christ. God is so good. He did invite you and me to be part of his kingdom. But if you want to take a seat at the table with Jesus where he will dine with his bride, when he's coming back for his bride, you must meet his criteria. Too many are sipping milk their whole life when it comes to the word of God, and they must move on to the solid food. Many churches have found a way to communicate the teachings of God, even to the deaf. You will see sign language interpreters because the word is holy and powerful and it must be taught to all. We will continue to learn about the powerful word of God in this podcast. The word of God was used to create the entire world. So the word of God creates the ears are the most important parts of our body because it is the passage of the powerful word of God into our minds. And if you remember, that's our soul. We can receive it. Jesus is the one who said, he who has ears, let them hear. Remember? So not just males, females too. He or she who has ears, let him or her hear. That's Mark 4, 9. So can you point to your ears right now? We're born with ears. Most people are born with ears. If we can recall from elementary school in science class, we actually learn about matter also. And matter is defined as anything that has weight and occupies space. Do you remember this teaching from when you were young? That is matter. Matter is made up of atoms, many atoms. An atom consists of a central nucleus and is surrounded by one or more electrons that orbit around the nucleus. There are protons, neutrons, electrons. I'm not a science expert, but I want to remind you of this because I believe that these things have ears. Atoms heard the word of God and moved to form whatever God wanted to happen simply by the spoken, powerful, and holy words that God said. Remember in Genesis, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5, in Genesis chapter 1, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. Why? Because the molecules heard it, and they reacted to what was said, and boom, there was light. Continuing on in Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Verse 7, Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Okay, and it was so. It happened. Why? Because ears were listening. 
even the tiniest molecule went and followed the word of God. Verse 9, then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. So what happened? It was so. All listened to the word of God. All heard it. And it was so. Why? Because the word of God is holy and powerful. Remember in Isaiah 55 verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. And that's a capital M. It shall not return to God void, but it shall accomplish what I please, what God pleases. And it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. That's God saying that. So it will not return void. It will prosper for the purpose of God. Okay? And in Jeremiah 23, 29, it says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Why? Why is the word like a fire? Why is the word like a hammer? We spoke on this in the previous episode, but because it's powerful and holy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Don't skip that part. You cannot remove parts of this verse. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay, so all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable and good for policy, for standards, for reproof, for all things. When you discipline your children, use your scripture. You tell them why they're being disciplined. Why? Because God has already spoken the word. So you use the word of God. The word of God is correction. Okay, it's not just encouragement in a feel-good one hour of your Sunday. It is correction. It's used for instruction in righteousness too. So we know how to do what is right. It's also used for encouragement, yes, but not just encouragement, okay? But why correction? So that the man of God or the woman of God can be perfect, equipped for good work according to God, not you, not me, according to God. How can you be a good worker for God if you don't even know the word? You can't. You can't be equipped unless you learn the word and you receive it with meekness. Amen? In Psalms 19 verse 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Okay, so the law of the Lord is also the word of God. It's the law. The word of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. So for any person to benefit from the word of God, they must have ears to listen. And not just hear, but to listen. Okay? To understand the perfect word and holy, powerful word of God. And as a reminder, we recently discussed King Josiah and how he benefited from listening to the word of God. He listened immediately. And as a reminder, you can read the full thing in 2 Kings 22, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a high-level overview. Josiah was eight years old, yet he was king. Can you believe that? I do, because it's written in the Word of God. It's true. The kings before Josiah were wicked because they placed idols in the house of God. So imagine your sanctuary right now just flooded with idols. An abomination, right? Terrible. 
So during the early days of King Josiah, the house of the Lord was in a state of abomination. That is what happens when you defile the house of God. It is an abomination. Okay, and we can defile it with our speech too. It doesn't have to be an idol. Defile it with sin. Okay, but Josiah wanted to restore the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a high priest, Hilkiah. He was the one who was in charge of the temple and restoring the temple. And he found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Okay, so maybe it was hidden under something. He found it. And he gave it to the secretary, Shaphan, who read it. With fear and trembling, he presented it to King Josiah. And Shaphan read it to Josiah, and Josiah tore his clothes, remember? Because he learned of the wrath of God that he had planned against him. He was upset that his previous generations did not obey the law of the Lord. I hope you remember this from the last episode of this podcast, and I want you to read it on your own time to refresh your memory. But King Josiah and his kingdom benefited from the word of God because of King Josiah's attitude. He was repentive. Though he didn't even do it himself, he wasn't the one that ordered the idols into the house of God. But still, Josiah feared because judgment was coming to him and his kingdom. So he tore his clothes and God saw that. God retracted his judgment while Josiah was reigning as king. Amen. Then revival broke out in the kingdom of Josiah to restore the house of God. This is when all the idols were purged out in the land and everyone was encouraged and ordered to serve God. Wow. Amen. Matthew 6.33. You should be experts in this verse now, but it is the verse that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his, capital H, righteousness. This is taught so often, but not in depth. You can't just have an idea of what seek means. You must understand what Jesus is saying to you because it's essential. It's essential that you understand because it will impact your salvation because it's the word of God. We must use our ears to not just hear, but understand the spoken, powerful word of God. We learned about this on this podcast before, but repetition is a good way to learn. And Jesus repeated a lot in the Bible. In the Greek dictionary, you will learn that seek means to diligently endeavor. So you work hard. When you're seeking, you work hard. There are secular singers today that are so popular and they make millions of dollars. Why? Because they work really hard. They endeavored. So Success is a small percentage compared to the hard work that you put in to get that success. So why do you wake up early? I wake up early personally. And my reason is because I need to work hard. I endeavor. Endeavor means work hard. Just like in boxing. You start many days and months training before you could actually win the fight. Before you can actually taste the success. Boxers endeavor to win. You and I, we don't live to lose. We live to win. We want to be victorious in Christ, to be someone in the name of the Lord. So you and I must endeavor to work diligently. So to seek first the kingdom of God, we must work diligently to look for it, work hard. Let's move on to the second part because we understand seek. But what about the kingdom of God? What does that mean? Has anyone ever explained this to you? It's used so often without explanation, and many think the kingdom of God is the church, or perhaps 
Many people think the kingdom of God is a religious practice, maybe to pray before bed or to go to church before they do anything personal on Sunday. These things are good and part of our Christian living, but this is not the kingdom of God. We need to understand because, again, failure to understand will impact our salvation. I want to take you to Mark chapter 4, verses 26 and 27, and this is the parable of the growing seed. And in verse 26, it says, And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. Okay, so the kingdom of God is as if a man scattered seed on the ground. So we know right away there's action in the kingdom of God. Think of a man actually scattering seed. The seed shall sprout and grow. So the seed the man scatters shall sprout and grow. Okay, the man will sleep at night and rise during the day and will see that the seed has sprouted. So what is the duty of the man? To spread, to scatter Okay, he did not have to do anything to the seed, yet it sprouted and grew despite the man sleeping and resting. So what does this mean? The seed does not require anything to sprout and grow. This may be new to many people in churches who hear this. There is nothing you need to do. The seed required no help. The word of God that we preach, it requires no help and it will sprout and grow. All the seed needs which is the word of God, is a person to scatter it, okay? So you and me, we are to scatter it everywhere and not continuously to the same place. That's a mistake. Dumping all your seed in the same place, soon you're going to have a mountain of seed. Is that scattering? No. Jesus says scatter. Don't stack. Scatter. We research and know where the seeds have been scattered, so we find somewhere else. Jesus wants to give emphasis in the word of God. It is powerful and holy. Jesus is saying, scatter it and don't touch it. It shall sprout and grow. There is no need to till the ground. Just leave it. It will sprout and grow according to Jesus. You leave it there and keep moving. Keep scattering. You don't need to even return and check or water it. It will grow and know this because Jesus said it. It's true. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 6, this is a misinterpreted verse and not meant to tell us our part in the growth. Okay, and I'm not going to read it because it will take away, but I want to point this out because it is meant to explain to us that we all have an action, but do not have a specific part in the growth. It is just to tell us that we have a job to execute on, but it is not us who causes it to grow, but God will cause it to grow. The holy, powerful word of God is powerful by itself, okay? And the word of God is like a time bomb. It's going to reach a time and then explode. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, it says, And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. So whoever, which is anybody, who will not receive you nor hear your words that you're saying, which is the word of God, shake off the dust of your feet. Verse 15, assuredly I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Okay, so without a doubt, God says to you and me, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah for that city or the person that 
did not hear the word, which were the words of God. So we don't have to do anything but preach, nothing but speak the word of God. And if people don't receive it, it's up to them. Jesus said, the dust off your feet, do not be moved by this, do not be discouraged, because Jesus confirms they will be judged, and it will be so. The word will explode in their life. An explosion can be good or bad. It could be an explosion of blessing. I want that one. Or it can be an explosion of judgment. It's depending upon you and if you received the word. I want to touch upon the parable of the sower. You may have already learned this before, but we will read this, and we're only going to focus on the first seed for the purpose of this podcast. So I'm going to read in Matthew chapter 13. I'm going to start in verses 3 and 4. And it says, Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Okay, so with what we just read, behold the sower, which is the one who scatters, right? Sowing is scattering, just like you scatter seed in Venice Square so all the pigeons can come. Just like you scatter seed in Venice Square so all the pigeons can come and get the food until nothing is left. Can you imagine that? I can because I've actually done that in Venice Square. There's so many pigeons and they truly do come and they eat up all the seed. The word of God says the birds came and devoured it. So I want to point out that taking tiny, elegant, bite by bite, that's not devouring. Devouring is aggressive and it's thorough. There is no crumb left behind. Zero evidence that it was ever there. I want to skip to verse 9. And Jesus said to them, he who has ears, let him hear. You know, Jesus explains this parable in Matthew chapter 13, verse 19, and says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. Jesus says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the wicked one, which is Satan, he comes and steals what was sown in the heart. We can understand more of this because it's also interpreted in Mark. Mark chapter 4, 15. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Okay, so we can confirm the direct message here. Jesus says, and these are the ones on the wayside. When they do not hear, but do not understand, Satan comes when? Immediately. Satan doesn't come tomorrow. He's coming immediately to take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Immediately. When the word of God comes to you, and you hear it, and you don't understand it, and you think it's okay, at least you're at church and still accepted by the people here? No. Without understanding of the word, Satan is coming immediately to devour it. And still, many today think that Satan cannot even enter the sanctuary. Are you kidding me? He is all over that sanctuary watching if you listen and understand. So your duty is to keep it and understand it because he is right next to you ready to devour. Why does Satan have to take away the word that was sown in your heart? Why is he coming to get it if you don't understand it anyway? Because you received a bomb that's going to explode. Judgment is coming for those who don't take him seriously. People say the church is the problem today, but nothing is wrong with the church. That's God's idea. It's the people. 
people who make excuses that, oh, I can understand the word of God tomorrow. Or maybe you reject it immediately and you say, oh, I can still live by my rules because I believe that God accepts me as I am. No, by then Satan takes it. Have you ever gotten into your car and say, what was the message about? You can't even remember. Why? Because Satan took it. You don't blame your pastor, blame your ears. You didn't hear it. If the word of God is nothing, Satan wouldn't have to do anything. He needs to take it away from your hearts because it is powerful and it will sprout and grow in your life. He must take the revelation before it transforms you. When Satan takes it, what's left? Not nothing. Because you are left with accountability. If the powerful word is not taken, it's gone and you will not experience growth. The hearer of the word of God is accountable for not being wise to take the word through understanding. Every word Satan steals makes you accountable for not truly hearing it. It brings a timed judgment and a future wrath into your life. The word of God should sprout and grow because it's powerful and holy. For anyone to be blessed by it, they must have ears that respond and put the word of God into action. The word is spoken by those who are obedient and God gives the increase. So I ask you, will you help to scatter this message? Scatter the word of God. Ensure you hear it and understand it in the moment it is received. It needs to stay in your heart. Endeavor to understand it. It's timed until it will explode in your life. Failure to act on the word of God will bring explosion in your life. So endeavor to spread the seed and understand the word of the Lord. May you not forget what you've heard here today. May you understand it. May you live it out in your own life and spread it. Scatter it to others. It all begins in your ears. Hear the word of God. This is shared with the love of the Lord. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.